2: Hey guys, this is Kara from Bagger Syndicate Cycles. I just want to let you know about a place where you can get the greatest apparel, top of the notch, all about baggers, bikers, and brotherhood. And ladies, don't you worry, we didn't forget about you. Check it out at Baggers Hey, what's up? Welcome
0: to the show. Don't forget, you can leave your thoughts on the hotline, which you'll hear later on in the show before my final thoughts. 847-957-1686. And don't forget to pound rock on in the comments section. We got news coming from the Motorcycle Profiling Project out from Idaho. Man, was this a messed up story you're going to hear. Also, we're going to hear about the East Bay Dragons as well as a really messed up accident. Somebody's lucky to be alive. If you're on the radio, you're going to have to come see the video of this one, man. I couldn't believe it. But, you know, when I seen it, I was like, holy cow. And also, Corey Graff's Wall of Shame is coming up. Yes, Corey Graff's Wall of Shame, where we feature Leo's not doing so good or Cops Gone Bad. Uh, you know, Leo, whatever you want to call him. So, yeah, we got that uh, going on. Uh, but first but first you know it's real funny i understand that biker entertainment's an up-and-coming deal Uh, But when you got freaking people out there uh, trying to pass one of their Facebook groups off as a movement, yes, we have a movement here. Yes, this coming from somebody who walks on a damn freaking walker, hasn't been on a bike forever, and is the biggest freaking douchebag around uh yeah i actually heard yeah i had to have an old lady handing his patches for him because he's a chicken shit coward uh but those are the type of people you get out there and you know a lot of people are finding out about this dude and boy is it like music to my ears because it's like you know what everybody told you so you know i get it that it's the internet you don't know the people that you're talking to uh, you don't know what they're like around uh, the area that they live in. It was funny. I heard. Well, come to my dude. He, he, I've heard that before, man. I heard a couple people called you up and you hung up the phone when they were ready to come to the door. Uh, but anyway, it, it, it's just a big schluck, schluck and a half is what I have to say. But it's just funny that people actually uh listen to that kind of stuff. Uh, because why? i still can't figure it out uh you know they're either out bad or they're schlucks or you know it is what it is so make sure you watch out uh what group you're joining because you know what as i say man a lot of people are figuring out going to different groups it was actually funny this guy was busting on a guy who was uh you know a club president and stuff and thinking he was a know-it-all, and uh, yeah, it's just something else, if you guys know who I'm talking about, you know what, you know, beware, man, that's what I say, backbiting, you know, this is the kind of guy that got these events every year, and every year he makes some kind of excuse why he can't do it that's what i've been hearing man and thanks for all the info guys i kind of laugh my ass off when i hear it it it, because it's true to form man uh you're trying to you know say you got a movement here you got a group here and you got you know for a whole year that you're gonna do this event which you know by the way i think only a few showed which which sucks you know because some people are really interested in getting together but here you got this fucking schmuck that uh, every year there's an excuse, man, every freaking year. When are you people going to wake up and smell the coffee, as they say? Not who you you think he is, man. It's a coward. That's what I can say, a big coward who walks on a walker, can't even get out of freaking bed, has to have his old lady wipe his ass. So, you know, I feel for the old lady, man. I think she can probably do a lot better. But that's just my way of thinking. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get on to the show. And stop, you know, talking about schlucks. The dude was upset because bikers are getting involved in the movement of uh, protecting statues and stuff. And claims, oh, they're just motorcycle enthusiasts. Now he's a left liberal, freaking snowflakes when he is. Anyway, let's get to the show okay here we go out of the east bay time sad state of affairs man the east bay dragons motorcycle club founder has died this is a real big thing in the club community right now the east bay dragons have a storied history a real storied history uh toby jean levinston uh quote is an Oakland treasure that will be sorely missed rock on man uh this is just the older graybeards are starting to die off, and those are the ones that really taught us what we're doing in this lifestyle, even though sometimes I think my generation screwed it up because look what's going on now with the younger guys uh but that is the biggest reason why you want to go out there and talk to a graybeard. Because they can give you knowledge beyond belief, man. Uh, Let's read. Toby Gene Levinston, uh, who founded the East Bay Dragons as the Bay Area's first all-black motorcycle club and one of the nation's first, died early Tuesday of natural causes. He was 86. And I believe Black Dragon uh, covered this, too. Uh, So if you want to get a lot more information, uh, you can talk to him about it. Uh, he was born June 30th of 1934 in Lily, Louisiana. Levingston was one of 10 children raised by sharecropper parents. Most of you young ones wouldn't know what a sharecropper is. Uh, who moved to the Bay Area in the early 1950s, settling in East Oakland's Brookfield Village neighborhood. While work remained relatively plentiful in post-war Oakland's factories and foundries, Livingston uh, initially began a car club, and it's real interesting, a lot of clubs that you see around that are motorcycle clubs right now, they actually did start as car clubs as a way to help keep his family out of uh, harm's way, as a member put it last year in the run up to the club's 60th anniversary, that's a long time, 60 years, most clubs won't even make it five years when they start out. Back then, young black men could still quickly find themselves getting into trouble if they didn't stay busy, and Levenston thought he and his brothers needed a hobby. The club took up the dragon's name in 1958 before switching over to motorcycles, which were cheaper, and drew less attention from the police. Now it's backwards, now it's the other way around. As Livingston wrote in his classic memoir, Soul on Bikes, the East Bay Dragons MC and the Black Biker set. Uh, it sound, there, there's a podcast on this, too. Uh, I can't play it right now because it's like 33 minutes long, but you can find it, so go take a listen. Over more than six decades as club president. That's 60 years. 60 years. Levinston rode alongside the club's members and uh, rubbed shoulders with famous figures like the Hells Angels, Sonny Barger, and members of the Black Panthers. The club itself moved in and out of garages and warehouses before uh, buying a hall in the 8700 block of then East 14th Street in 77. Uh, Again, you guys don't know who the East Bay Dragons are, you know, that's a big thing with the black set. Make sure you read up on some of your club history, man. A lot of history with these clubs is just phenomenal. Uh, the East Bay Dragons built a reputation as family men who owned homes, cars, and had steady jobs. And that's what most club members are. You know. Regardless of what Leo pushes, that's what club members are, is right there. Uh, supported each other with skill networking and contributed to regular charity drives. Thanksgiving turkey donations and uh, Christmas family adoption and gift giving as well as a yearly Labor Day uh weekend fundraiser uh Wednesday uh shared word of uh the club did of Levenston's uh passing and asked well-wishers to keep uh Levenston's wife and children and club members in their prayers rest in heaven prez uh the reputation by uh made uh levinston club a pillar of cycling culture regularly played uh tribute to in fictionalized uh references and by figures like uh jay leno uh he shared a video clip of a recent clubhouse visit last week uh so yeah that is just amazing stuff right there keep these bay uh dragons in your thoughts And go read up on their history, man. The history is something else with this club and everybody else. Now, let's go to Double D's piece over MotorcycleProfilingProject.com. Don't forget to fill out the survey, man, the 2020 survey. Uh, Idaho DMV unconstitutionally denies service for motorcycle club colors. On on July 2nd, a Canyon County Idaho sheriff denied a prospect for the Vagos Motorcycle Club access to the Canyon County Department of Motorcycle Vehicles to renew his license. It has long been established that an employee of the government is constitutionally prohibited from denying access to an individual wearing Motorcycle Club colors. Or otherwise... See, Double D, man, he know what he's talking about, man. he get up right into that stuff. Otherwise, discriminating against them in any way, the actions of the county uh, DMV are blatant violations of the 1st and 14th Amendments and expose public officials to liability under 42 U.S.C. Section 1983. The Canyon County Sheriff's Department and DMV should immediately cease and desist The practice of denying access to individuals engaged in protected uh, expressive conduct, such as wearing motorcycle club colors. The actions of the DMV, although not in direct violation, are 100% inconsistent with the new law prohibiting motorcycle profiling that went into effect just uh, July 1st. I guess don't learn real quick, man. I think they got to get hit up beside the head a couple times for them to get it. There is now a law there that prohibits this. Sure, motorcycle profiling project in a bay uh Idaho is going to deal with this. Uh, the details reported this incident to MPP and provided the following statement from individual denied his rights. I, Justin Burchett, on uh, 2nd of July, that's a day after this law went into effect, Went to the Canyon County DMV in Caldwell, Idaho at approximately 8.35 a.m. I walked to the entrance and was stopped by an officer and told I could not enter the facility wearing my motorcycle club vest. I did not argue with the officer. His description was Caucasian male in his mid-40s, dark hair, slender build. I felt it was a violation of my rights. Well, yeah. Uh, Cohen, uh, Cohen versus, uh, California 71 established that individuals have a first amendment right to wear clothing, which displays writing designs in public spaces. The Supreme court concluded that an individual wearing a t-shirt reading, fuck the draft was protected expression in a courthouse. Uh, then he goes into some other cases. Uh, the Ninth nice Circuit of uh, Appeals applied Cohen and said the wearing of motorcycle club colors in government building is protected speech under the First Amendment. Arguments relating to intimidation or the potential for violence based on general stereotypes do not overwhelm this right. Uh, it, oh my God, this is messed up. There is no evidence that by merely wearing motorcycle club colors an individual is involved in or associated with the alleged violent or criminal activity or other motorcycle club members, it is a fundamental principle that the government may not impose restrictions on an individual merely because an individual belongs to a group. Uh, This is messed up, really messed up. What do you guys think of this, man? The guy just goes in, wants to get his license renewed, and, you know, yeah, he's wearing his vest. Who cares? But it gets denied. Get over to MotorcycleProfileandProject.com and check this story out. More of my final thoughts. Okay, let's go to Biker Dad, man. This is insane right here. Check this out. Check this out. This is
2: uh, motorcycles. Can you call 911? The cell phone video is stunning. A minivan speeding east down the 91 freeway outside of Corona with a motorcycle lodged in its front bumper trailing a fiery stream of sparks. If your jaw is on the ground, imagine being the guy who was on that bike. Rider chain Arinti Arendtiroit saw the video this morning. Oh, this guy did try to kill me. Those weren't the words, there was a lot more <laughs> I feel like it was intentional, like he kind of You think? This is all that's left of his motorcycle Holy cow! He was cow. just before 8 last night when he says he got hit from behind so suddenly that when he landed some 200 feet away in the middle of the freeway he had no idea and they what just happened He estimates he was going 65 when the minivan hit him going 70 right before the 15 interchange and kept going Most people pulled me over and were like, where's my bike at? Like, my bike was nowhere to be seen and it was just, it was just like, uh, it was crazy. As he waited for help, you guys Will come Ross over and from Natalie Duran were this. following the sparking minivan, calling CHP and recording. My first thought was, you know, like, oh my gosh, where's this poor motorcyclist? What happened to him? The best I kept trying to describe to the 911 operators, it literally looked like I witnessed something out of a movie.
0: <laughs> it, it was
2: I don't shocking. I have never that. seen anything like it before, like, This is the minivan CHP recovered. They say the hit and run driver exited at McKinley Street where the bike fell off the bumper here. The driver kept going, crashing into this fence about a mile away before CHP says the driver fled on foot. Unbelievably, Irene Tiroit has no broken bones or internal bleeding. He He was wearing a helmet, gloves and boots. He was even able to walk when paramedics arrived. He admits he might still be in shock, as when he saw the video. My main thought is like my poor bike. Oh, um, it's never going to be okay again. I, I
0: can't fix it. My God. He got lucky there. What do you guys think? Again, I know a lot of you. know, our wheelhouses, the radio and stuff, but you got to come over to YouTube or uh, Facebook to check this out, man. Holy cow. Okay, here we go. I usually don't like this uh, reporting agency, but hey, we're going to have to deal with it. Uh, this is Corey grass wall of shame an officer put his knee on a man's head during arrest police chief says an investigation is now underway by Elizabeth Joseph and Mimi Estroff. let's check it out here let's see what they have to say and it has a body cam footage on here Uh,
3: there they go another one do you? Do you? These guys
1: do not learn, man. They would uh, scratch that last message, there, okay? Yeah, dude, I feel for you here in uh, here out here. Um, you know, it's about as muddy as the Louisiana Bayou. You know what I'm saying? And I feel for you in the heat. You know what I'm saying? But I really love what those bikers are doing for that two-year-old man. I mean, that's just... That's awesome, man. You can't ask for a better group of bikers, you know, in my book, because I mean that that's just something special. And uh you know, I forgot to mention this yesterday. You know, it's like people are are asking Trump whether he whether he supports the Confederate flag and all this stuff. I mean, there's bigger fish to fry. I mean, with the COVID cases spiking, they're gonna go uh States like ours, because of that schluck of a governor, is going to go back to phase three. And, you know, I've been deemed by the federal government as the essential employee ever since the pandemic started. And stimulus checks were going to prisoners and blah, and other places. But here's my thing. They need to be sitting in that office and or in the house or wherever it is. They need to be sitting in there talking about the second stimulus check because here's my thing. I have worked my ass off through this pandemic, and I have always been at work. And the fact that, you know, I'm sitting there busting my ass, delivering the Sara Lee, the Thomas, the Eneman, the Brownberry, the Ballpark, the Bulbally, uh Beanbone, Marinella, and Takis to these major retail stores and independents, you know, I'm at a high risk for this COVID-19 because I've been on the front lines, and the, I'm entitled to that second stimulus check, and, you know, this is my millennial, uh my millennial buttocks talking, but, uh, you know, I've been entitled to that. i worked my butt off through it, Uh but anyways, Hollywood, rock on, buddy, and I uh, hope you have a great day.
3: Hollywood, you guys really rock. Um, you know, corporate America, well, you know, they're known for making insane decisions, doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. So, why should Harley be any different? I mean, they're looking at going bankrupt again. So, you know, that's the way it goes. But as far as the motorcycle itself, I mean, big baggers are what they are. Some people really love them. Personally, I like the stripped down motorcycle. You know, I like the Sportster 1200 custom. I think they're just a beautiful motorcycle. Um, you know, they should make a chopper though. Why not make a nice retro chopper? Yeah, that would really rock. So, I don't know if they have the money to experiment with with their designs and sales. It's too bad about the V Rod though, you know, that was uh, their ESO. SO. So, uh, you know, they spent a lot of money on development, but that's the way it goes. Okay, Hallie? Yeah, I love them, but you know what? You're doing a good job. I love the radio show. I hope to hell nothing ever happens so I don't get to listen to you in the morning. Take care. This is Harmonica Pete. And there you go, man. You can leave your thoughts on the hotline, 847-957-1686.
0: And it could be played on the show as you to tell I don't edit them out if you want to bitch and moan at me go for it man everybody would like to hear it (laughs) maybe everybody can hear uh, what I got to deal with Uh, but what do you guys think about the uh, them denying a prospect for the Vagos to get into a DMV a day after the law went into effect these Leo's really got an attitude problem Don't blame us for what's going on in this country right now. Blame your uh, boy in blue in Minneapolis uh, with what's happening. And you guys never learn. You got body cam footage, you got people with cell phones, and you're still putting your knees on people's heads and their freaking necks. And in this last one, dude didn't even do nothing. The cops said, well, they're not going to press charges. All he did was ask, well, let me see the video. I want to see the video. And then you're telling the guy to put, you know, his hands behind his back. What the hell is that kind of stuff? Any defense lawyer worth a damn is going to be able to get that guy out. Uh, and what, my God, that thing, that uh, van with the motorcycle. You know what? People are messed up in this world. Uh, one guy out of... Uh, wisconsin i think we got the story coming up in a different segment uh he actually intentionally uh killed a motorcyclist because he thought he was white yeah you guys got to be careful out there with what's going on in this country uh don't forget yes for that COVID 19 man we just got face masks out Go over to our uh, support store. I'll put a link in the description box of all the segment uh, platforms for you to go get you one. It looks cool. It even got Pound Rock On on there. Don't forget to uh, take us uh, with you on the motorcycle to work. Listen to us. We got episodes upon episodes you're just going to love, man. So with that, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. I say goodbye,
1: ramos, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacky. Now
0: it's only Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on
3: any one of
0: these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse with tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news.
1: Rock on!